0: an entitled Karen demands that I give her spoiled rotten child, a brand new gaming PC on Christmas Day. And despite telling her that I wasn't going to do that, she simply refused to take no for an answer and became more irritable and more unreasonable, thus forcing me to turn the tables and put her in her place in front of her entire family. Here's what happened. So my brother had married my sister-in-law a year or so prior, and I had grown very close with both her and her kids, referring to them as my nephews instead of my step-nephews. Furthermore, my brother already had two kids of his own, of which my step-nephews immediately took in as their siblings. So the family dynamic there has honestly been great. When my nephews all found out that I was into video games and worked with technology, they expressed so much interest in the games they loved, as well as telling me about the new animes that they enjoyed and so on. It did not take long for them to tell me that they were interested in PC gaming, playing games like Fortnite, Minecraft, Roblox, and I had already taken mental notes that I was going to build each kid a starter gaming computer. Mind you, this was several months before Christmas. I even asked my brother and sister-in-law if they were okay with the idea and they gave me the green light. The plan was to get these PCs to my nephews on Christmas Day. So I called my brother and he told me that his sister-in-law's sister, who I will now refer to as the entitled Karen of this story, had invited him and his family over for Christmas. He then informed me that my mom and I were also invited. I was worried because I had only gotten gifts for my brother's kids. I mentioned this to him and he said, oh, don't worry about it. There will be a gift exchange there so everyone will be getting their gifts. So I packed the gifts up, picked up my mom from her house and I went over. After an extremely boring night, we finally got to the gift exchange. The entitled Karen of this story and her child were hogging up most of the attention. So if anyone got a gift, they would immediately look for another gift to open for their stupid child or for herself. I kept my gifts hidden away until the very end. My nephews all received gifts and trinkets that you would find the $0.25 section of a dollar store. Basically, stocking stuffers. All from this Entitled Karen. All the while, my brother and sister-in-law bought the Entitled Karen's kid a new Nintendo Switch, some games, and some gift cards. I honestly felt bad for my nephews, as the best gift they had ever gotten from any of their aunts or uncles before was maybe a $25 Nintendo gift card or something like that. Once I confirmed that all the gifts were given out, I handed my nephews their gifts. They opened the gifts and their faces lit up. They jumped up and hugged me like crazy, thanking me profusely, one of them even being in tears. They were super excited to start playing on their computers. However, I felt daggers in my back as I looked around and I saw that the entitled Karen was just staring hard at me. And that's where everything popped off as this entitled Karen acted in a way that I did not expect. The funniest thing about all of this is that everyone was so happy for my nephews. They were looking at the computers and they were saying, this is awesome. After a few minutes, the entitled Karen's child, comes over to me and says, Hey, so, uh, where's my computer? I looked at him and I said, Pardon me? And he starts to sob and cry, saying again, Where's my computer? Everyone else got one, so I deserve one, too. At this point, I was just like, Sorry, kiddo, but these were for these kids. Besides, you got a brand new Nintendo Switch. You will enjoy that more. He then runs off crying. I did feel a bit bad, but at the same time, I looked at the mountains of gifts this stupid kid had got, whereas my nephews got scrapped up until the PC's. And that's when the entitled Karen walks up to me. She says, hey, I know this is so last minute, but what would it take for you to give my son a PC? I looked at her a little bit baffled and I said, well, the low end PC cost is around the ballpark of $700. So I'm sure you can get him one at that price. She then says, I don't think you understand. You are his uncle. Therefore, you are responsible for giving my son a PC. So when can I expect it? My brother heard this and he was just about to say something. So I looked at him and I said, no, it's fine. I got this. I turned back to the entitled Karen and I said, listen, you are taking quite a funny tone with me. Which one of these gifts were from you that were for your nephews? The random plastic toy over here? Was it the pack of stickers? How much did you spend on them in total? Maybe less than $10 if I'm guessing. So who on earth are you or your kid to me? I'm not your brother-in-law and I'm not your kid's uncle. I have no responsibility towards him or you, especially to buy a computer for him. At this point, the entitled Karen's husband had finally grabbed her and dragged her away. I looked at my brother and I said, I am never coming over to Christmas gatherings again unless they happen at your home and I do not want to see her ever again. I later found out that this entitled spoiled child's grandmother bought this kid a computer using whatever funds that she had, which showed me entirely how spoiled this kid really was. The irony of the situation is that this year, I ended up upgrading the nephew's computer with new hardware and sure enough, the entitled Karen expected my brother and sister-in-law to give her kids stuff like a PS5 or an iPad, all the while they claim to have given their gifts to the nephews by giving them $50. And that's something that they would have to split between the four of them. So from now on, if I'm at my brother's house and I see this entitled Karen and her family coming over, I'm just gonna straight up gather my things and leave. I would rather avoid that situation altogether and not entertain having to deal with that entitled Karen. How selfish and disgusting do you have to be to seriously demand a PC be given to your spoiled child? Like, did they not already get a bunch of gifts as it is? And worst of all, this entitled Karen got basically trinkets from the dollar store and gave it to these kids and said, okay, that's enough. Like, that's so unbelievably toxic to not only not give good gifts to these kids, but then to expect everybody else to spend hundreds of dollars on your entitled child Also, they can feel happy about their Christmas day. So either way, good for this original poster for putting their foot down because people who act like this truly are disturbing individuals. If you Like Am I the Jerk? You're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Today, I messed up by hiring a guy to take down a tree who then dropped that tree through my roof, destroying it in the process and causing some serious damage to the structural integrity of my house. Here's what happened So, my wife and I had bought a house that is on a hill surrounded by woods. One day, in those first years of ownership, I wander up the hill doing some yard work and I notice that the hill facing south of a large poplar tree is rotting away. This tree is only 10 to 15 feet from my garage and tall enough that it would hit my house if it fell the wrong way. It's not in immediate danger of falling over, but I know it has to be taken down. In those early days of home ownership, finances were pretty tight. We didn't overpay for our house in that the value was right in line with the price, but we probably should have bought something cheaper. I did a lot of DIY work to keep expenses down, but I knew this job was clearly beyond my abilities. When I start getting quotes to take down the tree, they are pretty high. I mention needing to take down this big tree to my coworkers, and they tell me that another person that works in our help desk group by the name of Jim has a landscaping business on the side, and has taken down trees for two of them at their houses, without any kind of issues. And it's been at a pretty reasonable price as well. I call Jim up to have him come take a look at our situation. He came out and gave us a very reasonable quote. Now, here is where I messed up. I didn't not ask him whether or not he's insured. Because finances were tight, we had not hired any other contractors to do work on the house. So I'm not sure it even occurred to me to ask at all whether or not he was insured. I just sort of assumed that since my co worker had used his service at their house, that it was going to be fine. But if you've caught on already, things definitely go south pretty quickly. Even in my profound ignorance, I did realize that this job was a big job, and I offhandedly asked if he would have other people helping him, and he said that he wood, but that ended up being a lie. A few weeks later, and it's a fine summer day, and Jim is scheduled to take down the tree. Around about 1 o'clock, I get a call at work from Jim. He is pretty shook up and tells me that the tree fell on my house. I'm in shock at this, and I tell him I will be there as soon as possible. My wife works for a different company in the same building, and so I grab her, and we both head up to the house. The house is a colonial and faces south. The tree was on a hill on the north side. The driveway comes in from the west side so we get a sidelong view of the house as we are driving up and we can see limbs sticking out of the house on the south side so we think to ourselves, okay maybe it's not that bad jim is there and his dad is also there as well apparently jim felt the magnitude of this mistake was enough to call his dad up to get him to come down there jim and his dad are trying to say things to me and i'm just not hearing them because at this point i'm starting to see the real extent of what he did and i also call at this point finding out that they don't have any insurance. Jim had decided with this tree that he would connect one table to the upslope hillside and then just cut the base. That's it. The tree had a full canopy and he did not even try to take anything off of it before bringing it down. I'm not sure what he thought was going to happen, even if it hadn't fallen the wrong way. As if it fell on the hillside, it's quite literally going to slide into my garage. Jim is not hurt at all, thankfully. Although later, my neighbor told me that Jim screamed so loud when the tree came down that she went running over thinking that he had been seriously injured, but the damage was pretty extensive. Now, normally I'm a pretty anxious and somewhat ADHD type of person, but everything kind of hit the fan, if you know what I mean, and there was just this reflex inside of me that just accepted what is going on and started addressing the logical next step in a calm and rational way. My wife, on the other hand, was definitely not that way. She is yelling at Jim and his dad while I just sit there contemplating what has happened and what I need to do. I pull my wife away from yelling at the two guys and we go inside the house to see the extent of the damage inside. I'm prepared for anything at this point, but my wife is not. We go into the back bedroom and we see this horrifying tree limb intruding into the house and she lets out a blood-curdling scream. And I mean a scream that you would only hear in the movies. I try to calm her down a bit and thankfully she doesn't go on screaming anymore. I go into my office to get the number of our homeowner's insurance and I call them up. They get on it right away and start the process of getting a team out there to remove the tree and shore up the house. At this point, I send Jim and his dad away because there is nothing they can do and I absolutely don't want them on my property anymore, knowing that there is no insurance on either of them. I then go up the hill where the tree was and that's where I get the money shot of the carnage inflicted on my poor house. The roof was dented in by the trunk of this tree completely shattering several structural features of the roof. Soon after, I get a call from the guys who have been called to take care of this tree, and they are on the way. These guys get to the house, and there are three of them in total. They examine the situation, and they start to get to work. My wife and I pull up a couple of outdoor chairs and just watch them work as we try to come to terms with what happened. They attach cabling to the tree in a couple of spots, and then attach the cables to other trees in the woods. When the cables are all set, they go up onto the roof and start to cut off. Off most of the top of the tree that is embedded in the roof. The guy throws the log pieces off the top of the roof and eventually they had it set up so that once the tree got cut down enough, they could just swing it off the house and onto the ground. As it swings off the house, my wife and I are watching and it looks like it's swinging right in our direction for a moment before turning and landing on the ground far off to the side. When it swings in our direction for that split second, I jump out of my seat to get out of the way. But my wife just sits there laughing maniacally. As a side note, she's drinking a cocktail of her own making, so she might be a little bit under the influence. It was really an amazing professional feat of work that I hope to never have to see done on my house ever again. They cleaned up the remnants of the tree and then put a tarp over the roof to keep the water out until repairs could begin. My homeowner's insurance paid to fix the house and then went after Jim. But since he didn't really have any money or insurance, I don't think they got much out of him. I never really got the details of what happened to him because I really did not care, but I did hear that he wasn't in the landscaping or tree cutting business after that. I got a new roof and a new vinyl sliding out of this, in addition to all the structural repair work that needed doing, but it really wasn't worth the trouble. When I told my co-workers that recommended him what happened, they remarked that the trees they had him take down were in open fields, not anywhere near their houses, and that they had not asked him if he was bonded or insured either. I'd like to think that if I had only known any of this, I would have hesitated to use gym services because any idiot can drop a tree in an open field and obviously you don't want an uninsured person working at your house. But since I never asked, we'll never know the truth. The really obvious lesson here is to check that anyone doing work on your house is licensed, bonded, and insured. Most states have websites that allow you to check licensing and insurance for contractors. Take advantage of that. It's not impolite or unusual to ask contractors for this information. It's expected and if the information doesn't check out, then trust me, you simply don't want to use them. That literally sounds like an absolute nightmare. Here you are just trying to save a buck and you feel like you got a good deal on some guy that can take down this tree and while yes, they did technically take down the tree, they also put it through your house. The original poster also added in some photos and all I'm gonna say is I'm really glad nobody was in that house. I mean, the tree branch described earlier was jutting through the ceiling across a windowsill, like somebody could have seriously gotten hurt, but thankfully the original poster was able to get a new roof out of it and the homeowners insurance basically took care of all of it. But hopefully for the sake of their house, they never have to deal with anything like this ever again. My entitled boss gives us very specific instructions, denying us access to a specific door that we need to go through or else we would receive some kind of disciplinary action. So me and my coworkers get petty and cause massive delays all because our boss wanted to be nasty. Here's what happened. So a while back I worked for a country club and occasionally we would have a tournament or a game where people would come play a few holes of golf at night. We also had other activities as well. Not only was it fun, but due to the abnormal hours, the tips were usually above average. So I tried to work these events when they came up. Another plus side was if you worked this party, you automatically got to come in later and were not scheduled for the morning shift. This time when the tournament rolls around, we have some renovations going on. Due to this party being outside, we have to carry the things that we need outside. However, However, no one thought of this, and the double bay doors we normally use were no longer available. They put pallets of concrete and old tile in front of them, so there was no access. Due to this, now we had to carry whatever we needed down the hall, use the elevator, and then go down to make a shift ramp that led to the basement, just so we could get out the golf cart bay doors. This not only disrupted the kitchen staff, but also disrupted the cart jockeys. If we were almost at the end of the tunnel, leading outside, and a cart jockey was trying to bring in a cart. Either he had to wait or we had to wait. And the same thing went on when we used the kitchen elevator. We started getting ready for the party at around 6 o'clock. We would take the needed items over to the shelter and store them there until it was closer to start time. It took a lot of time due to the complexity of carrying and rolling huge tables around the entire country club, especially with the elevator involved. Some of the tables were so big, we had to shove the light fixtures up a little bit just to get them to fit. At around 9 o'clock, We were getting the last of the supplies when my coworker, Steve, that's not his real name, has a very bright idea. He says, hey, it's been dark for about 45 minutes. Let's go out the front door. And since it's on the same level as our storage, we have no elevator or any kind of small hallway to worry about. Well, we take one load out, load it in the cart and take the second load out in the cart. No problem. Right as we're loading the third and final load, our banquet and planning captain rushes over to us. No, 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 no. That door is for members only only. You cannot use it to load that stuff. We apologize. We figured that since no one has been golfing in the past hour, that it would be fine to just go ahead and use it. Well, it's just not okay. And if I see any of you use this door for anything else, you will face disciplinary actions. You cannot use this door unless you're a member. So after getting chewed out by whatever that was, we both proceeded to take the rest of the load out the more difficult way and then carry it all the way around back to where our cart was waiting with the other two loads. We drive off To the event and start getting set up as it will begin soon. What we discovered later on is that no one told the last card jockey that none of us had a key to unlock the door or to even lock it when we leave. So naturally, we tried all the usual doors we can enter in, even the one from the break room, but none of them were working. Steven says, Hold on, and that he'll be right back. He runs to the front, and lo and behold, one of the doors to the front was unlocked. Too bad though, it's for members only, and none of us in our party is a member. The five of us decide it's worth the extra time to be petty, so Steven calls the banquet coordinator, our boss, and lets her know. After much discussion, she realizes we can't leave it at the shelter, as it will most likely ruin our chairs and some of the wooden tables, as well as the decorations that we have, and she has to come in. By the time that we are finished, it's almost 4.30. It was a lot faster with no kitchen personnel or cart jockeys, but still took a while, especially with the added time it took her to get there. Well, guess who should? showed up at 4.30. Our general manager, he used the front door that we found was unlocked. He saw our boss and asked why she was here so early, which she replied that we were locked out, so she had to come and let us in. Then he asked why we didn't just use the front doors, since they were wide enough and unlockable from the inside, unlike the cart doors. This then brought an absolute nightmare storm upon the five of us. She came speed walking in, her heels looking like she wanted to turn us into stone like Medusa. She looked at us and said, There are five of you and you can't use this front door? Really? Why in the world did no one check the front door before calling me? And at this point, I was like, oh boy. And out of nowhere, here comes Steven saying, you said we couldn't use the front door, or we would face disciplinary actions if we did. And you know what? If looks could destroy a human being, Steven would have been annihilated. She glared at him, and then her eyes glazed over. She turned around and went to go get ready for her shift. There was never another word about it, and we all laughed about it for a few weeks. By the next time we had an outside event, the construction and restorations were complete, so we could just use our doors like we normally would, without a snobby boss trying to get us in trouble. I love malicious compliance like this, where your boss is acting like an absolute loser, and they decide to treat you like garbage simply because you use the wrong door. And who's to say that's the wrong door in the first place? Honestly, she got exactly what was coming to her, because threatening your co-workers, as well as people that are under you, with some kind of disciplinary action, all because they're using a door that you don't like is really, really rude and it's incredibly toxic and no one should have to deal with that to be completely honest with you. So hopefully the next time this boss goes around barking orders, they are at least a little bit kinder because you know what? Your workers very well might just take that literally and you are going to look like a complete fool in the process. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the jerk? you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.